0: Welcome to Kicks of the Trade, a weekly podcast stepping into sneaker culture. I'm one of your hosts, Kelsey Cristiano, and I'll be joined every week by Chris Holloway. Join us as we unbox the sneaker lifestyle and dish on new and trending fashion throughout the Kicks universe. For avid sneaker enthusiasts and even the casual sneaker fan, Kicks of the Trade is your one stop shop for sneaker tips and tricks of the trade. What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to Kicks of the Trade. Chris, what's going on?
1: What I'm doing, doing sensational. say sen- 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 no, Mr. Sensational in the building.
0: <laughs> yeah, what's up, guys? I'm Kelsey, um, picks of the trade. We've got an exciting, exciting show. Super
1: pumped for this show today.
0: In store for you guys today, we've got a special guest joining us. He goes by the name Pause. Pause the music. He is the official. Denver Nuggets DJ. Um, <laughs> so, um, yes, without further ado, we'd like to welcome. He goes by Austin, his, Well, he doesn't to go by
1: Austin. He doesn't go by Austin. He goes by Pause. Pause, yeah. His
0: name He'll answer
1: Austin. the pause, yeah.
0: <laughs> but call him Pause. Um, welcome to the show, man. Man, yeah. do we need another rap horn?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think we need one. I think we I think gotta is, have this one. Is this is a rap
0: horn. Hey.
1: Hey. I appreciate you, my guy, for coming yes. on and blessing us with your presence. Of course. Of course, of course. Especially being a Nuggets fan. I'm excited right now. I'm not gonna lie. I used to work for the Nuggets as well. Oh, really? That's yeah. what's up. You
0: did? Yeah.
1: Family. Yep, it's all fam here. Yeah. I what worked for Nuggets for that? like for a while. Um, I was the assistant director of youth a director of youth basketball. So like when the kids come on and do like those little halftime yeah, shows. And so like you know Keon? huh? You know, Keon. Not now. I haven't been in, Not I now. haven't done that position in a while. Um, okay. when I did it, it was like Aaron Oflala was here. virtual uh, yeah, Birdman. Um Andre Miller was on the team. I actually got on when Carmelo just left. Like he was like okay. getting getting traded. That's when I started.
2: So do you remember Sean Martinez? vaguely He had like the curly hair, he looked Yep. Yep, yep, yep. That's what of had. Yeah. Oh,
1: okay. Okay. That's my dad. <laughs> there you go right there. Okay. That's your dad. Yep.
0: Whoa. Okay. Small world. So Chris yes. knows your dad.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. And when so, I was, yeah. so when I was on, it was DJ beds was probably prior to you. Yep. Yep. yep so yeah.
2: Yep. Yep. So when, uh when beds moved on, it was, um, it was pretty, I mean, it was a pretty easy transition because I, I had been working for the nuggets already.
1: Okay. Um,
2: I have basically done like every job you could think of in that building. Um, I started with like throwing t-shirts back when I was a kid, actually during the Carmelo days, they used to have like, my dad was the director of game entertainment. So back then it was like, he was trying to come up with something cool to do on kids night. Mm -hmm. And he was like, Hey, I'll volunteer my son to do the, the starting lineups for the team. And I like went out there and announced it when I was like, Eight years old, I think, was the first time I did it. That's too. pretty cool. Yeah, I did that for until I turned thirteen, when puberty hit and my voice dropped. Uh huh. And then um, I threw t shirts for a couple of years. I wrapped cable for a couple of years. I was a ball boy for a couple of years.
1: You literally uh, done it all with the Nuggets.
2: Yeah, man. I like front to back. You could like, and they're all like different departments. So it's right. Like, yeah,
1: absolutely. Like yeah,
2: it was like, and then after. Doing, oh, what was I doing? I was like in the super squad for a couple seasons. Mm-hmm. And then I was a timeout coordinator for the game entertainment department for four seasons, which is where I got to sit next to our announcer every game and just make sure, you know, he sees everything that I see and he hears everything that I hear and, mm-hmm. and all of that. i um, sorry, it's just my like, actions unstable. I like glitching out or anything or is- uh, just
1: yeah. a little bit but you're good you're good i think, I think it, we'll we'll it figure it back. out yeah i think good.
0: the audio is still caught on that so my... oh there
1: we go i just charged it hey there we go okay there we go, there we, go.
0: There we, go. There we, go. we got power that's power. that's so cool so yeah you've been because you've been with the nuggets like 17 years i think i saw so this it's just thing, been just instilled eat. in your entire like growing up childhood
1: oh well there you go yeah
0: nuggets tat <laughs> you, bleed,
1: you bleed you bleed the nugs absolutely
2: absolutely i've been here from the my first recollection of a nuggets memory was my dad taking me to a game right when they had gotten to pepsi center okay um formerly pepsi center yeah, it was a yeah. ball
1: arena
0: there used to be um nick M- nichols right nichols arena nichols, nichols. yep, nichols.
2: yep. that was over in the like parking lot of the broncos stadium yeah they before they uh took that down and then yeah my first memory was the nick van exel antonio mcdice days with the team so well, like, that's, that that's a good era time. yeah that was when i like started collecting cards and like stuff like that so like that's a very nostalgic time for me to like, think back on and be like, Oh man, that's like right when I re- really fell in love with basketball. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. McD- McDice was like my favorite player growing up. Yeah. I think until like Mello got in there. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember yeah. I like shook I, I shook Antonio McDice's hand one time and I was like, this is the biggest hand ever. <laughs> <laughs>
1: See, I always been a, like I played Mike McDyess, but I love Matumbo. Like, yeah. I love when yeah. talk about, you can't, you can't, that figure wave was like iconic. And then when they mm-hmm. upset, was it Seattle Supersonics? Seattle. In yep. And that the... 1-8. So Saturday. I was like, yeah. I was, yeah. I was so hyped. I wasn't even a Nuggets you fan. The clutch the... yeah. 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 So yeah, that's a, that's a good time for Nuggets.
0: So pause, couple questions for you. Now, okay. You go by pause the music. Like that's like, that's your, that's your DJ name, right? Yeah, Pause,
2: pause the music, uh, pause for short always works. I, um, it actually comes from my last name, Pawelka, P-A-W-E-L-K-A. In middle school, I was a little skater boy and all my friends had a really hard time pronouncing my last name. So they just started calling me pause. And when I got into DJing, probably about 11 years ago, like we were coming up with names. I had a couple names before I did land on pause, but I ended up just going back to like my middle school nickname. Right. But, well, I mean, it makes sense. And it's, it's on brand. It sticks with my name. I don't, I don't have to like explain why.
0: Yeah. I, I love it. Cause I like, yeah, it's, it's your, it's your name, but it like has a certain type of like just character with it. I think.
2: Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. Definitely. And I think so, it's funny to see the to the dots connect when someone's like, "Oh, I get it." Pause. Yeah, me.
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you this: What were some of the other names you were considering?
2: Oh my gosh!
1: I so gotta my, hear this.
2: <laughs> my first one. This is really embarrassing. I don't think I've ever said this out in public anywhere. So, like I said, I was a big emo boy in in middle school, in high school, until probably about junior year of high school. I got into like lacrosse and was, you know, wanting to play sports and. Get into things that were popular and not whatever mm-hmm. everybody needed um I got my first DJ name from a song by My Chemical Romance if you guys know who that is
1: yeah I'm familiar <laughs>
0: I, that, I liked punk too when I was in middle school don't worry you're not the only one <laughs> yeah
2: yeah so they had a, they had a song called Welcome to the Black Parade that there was a a hook in one of the in one of the verses that he says painted black and I was like oh my gosh like I had my hair like all tilted to the side and you know <laughs> my sister's jeans on and all that (laughs) like i really wanted it. like i i I called myself for probably it was like six months painted black like just painted black
1: Mm -hmm. Uh
2: um i i mean i wasn't making music or really playing anywhere so like it didn't get put on any posters i i unfortunately wish i like did get put on a poster back then just to have it for keepsake that was the first thing Second name was this name Silas. I don't know. I was going through a weird time. I, like, <laughs> like having these dark vibes. But it's good
1: know. for people to see this side of you. Like, yeah, they see you as like the Nuggets kid and the announcer and yeah, yeah, and the DJ. So they're like, Oh, this kid was an emo guy. Like yeah. somebody might somebody might relate, like, hey, totally. okay, they do kind of get out that. Or I'm still a sad boy. Like, I'm I'm like, I, I in my spare time,
2: like I listen to like R&B or like pop punk or like uh uh-huh. All that stuff that gets me in my
1: feels. <laughs> Drake? Any Drake? <laughs> oh yeah, Drake. Don't Drake
2: and drive though. I
1: I, uh, I know that. Don't Drake and drive. Don't Drake and drive. Don't Drake and drive. <laughs> yeah, you gonna pull over crying? Or
0: Certified all lover that. boy.
2: Yeah. End up across country at an ex's
1: house. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. I get that.
0: I'm, so, I'm glad that you landed on pause. I think that that think works. It's a good
1: fit, and I think it kind of plays on the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. with mask guys as well so yeah, I think it's yeah, perfect totally. Yeah, totally. It, it works I'm it like works. a
2: big preacher of like i mean this is super cheesy but I'm like I always tell like my little sisters and my family that I'm like if if you're like i mean austin rivers has talked about it in an interview before too like how positivity like just mm-hmm. you'll, it always wins so like it the fact that you can kind of play on like that that's that's a lot of Mike like personality. Right. That, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in, in manifestation and, and, you know, positive thinking and the fact that it kind of fits into like my positive name. I yeah. guess. Right, 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 right. It, it makes sense. Like as a play on words, it's cool for, you know, people to relate to and hashtag or, or feel like they're part of something.
1: So I think yeah. I think you got to come out with an album called Positivity
2: yeah totally.
1: that'd be dope or like if you have your own tour called positivity that'd be dope Posit- i mean positivity i know that, i know that t-shirt would be fire i
2: know yeah we have a we have a so i'm working on a bunch of merch right now a lot of it's the We've gone through a bunch of different designs and stuff, but they're all kind of a play on that. Be positive, blood type. Be positive. Like, oh, I like that. that. Yeah,
1: so I like that a lot. When it comes out, you gotta let us know. And yeah, I'll, yeah, you
2: guys will get you guys will get care packages.
1: For yeah, sure. I, you got one coming. You got one coming your way when we when we launch our stuff too. So I appreciate yes. it. Let's go. Hey. So let me ask you
0: this. Um, okay, so so you've you've obviously had Nuggets as forefront of your your entire childhood growing up. Has DJ always been the goal for you to kind of follow? you know, in your father's footsteps in that realm? Like, what did that feel like when you, you know, got that gig? Cause that's, that's pretty big. That's a big deal.
2: Yeah. I, um, on the
0: ship over there. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's, it's honestly like, you know, just talking about my job, it's, it's great that growing up, my dad was so adamant about, you know, it, I mean, that's kind of the, like what parents do, right. They inspire their kids to kind of go the way that either they couldn't or that they, that they did as well. And, I think that my dad did a great job of like keeping music just such a prevalent thing in my life. And that even if it didn't seem like it was, you know, going to pan out that way. Cause I mean, in high school, early high school, I think if, if you would have told me that 10 years from now, you're going to be, you know, doing what you're doing, DJing for the Denver nuggets being right. like, I would have told you you're full of shit. I would have been like, no, I'm going to be a, professional lacrosse player or whatever whatever I thought I was gonna do in high An school emo
0: band man, uh, band. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> something
2: like that so I mean I think when that all happened I was at a perfect time and and don't get me wrong like I, there was a time in my life too that when my dad was DJing a lot that I kind of wanted to like go the other way and like you know right rebel mm-hmm. against the parents or authority or whatever you want to call that that you, that mm-hmm. you do when you're young mm-hmm. but I think in high school like the tipping point was my junior year the summer before my senior year my dad took me to global dance festival up on the red rocks shout out global dance festival hell
0: global yeah
2: dance. all those guys are my my family they they've been rocking with me now for like 11 years it's it's pretty crazy He DJ
0: there, there this summer
2: yeah exactly so he took me to a global dance festival and i was like dude this is i mean that i that was my first exposure to like dance music and just like right. the culture that is you know edm and you know, the plur movement, if you will, it coming, coming out of dance music. And I told them the next day, I was like, that's, this is what I want to do. And my dad's history in the, in the dance, in the dance scene in the in, in the city here in Denver is just like, it. it's almost like when I tell people that my dad is tribal touch that are like in the, in the EDM scene, they're like, shut up. Like, no way. Right. <laughs> and it, like I said, it kind of, for a while there, I was like, Oh, like that's his thing. I kind of, I want to do my own thing but then like as I got older and I started to get more into music and you know build my taste I guess if you will it got to the point where I was like all right I'm working for the Nuggets I'm passionate about this team I'm, I'm passionate about us succeeding and, and stuff like that but I also love music and I love expressing myself through music either on stage or producing or releasing music but mm-hmm. so I think when the when the call came that you know, Beds was moving on, and it and it made sense that there was already someone that had been working in art in the same department that had known the team, known known the kind of way that we did things here in Denver, and and wasn't and it wasn't going to be too much of like a, a drastic change,
1: right, right, right.
2: Because I mean, that's scary for, you know, to think about. Beds was the, I think Beds was the DJ for like ten plus years.
1: Is I think at least yeah, at it least was a while.
2: I, maybe, Maybe even maybe even 15 closer closer to 15 but that's 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 different I mean if you have a uh, you know a tenure a tenor DJ come in and then he moves on and then you have like someone step in and it's not right or it's off that kind of throws off you know the fan and home the home experience of, of an arena so I think that that's that was a big piece as to why I was you know kind of uh, what's the word I guess you know, given, given room for that position almost. Right. Yeah. So, um, but other than that, like the the last thing I could say really about like my work and music is like my, I know it's another, another cheesy way to say this, but like, you know, they say that if you, if you love what you do, you don't have to work a day in your life. And I think Mm -hmm. that the fact that I can combine my passion for music and my expression of music in the same place that I can like watch my favorite team go to work there's like nothing better than that. It's like, okay, right. maybe on the nights we lose, it sucks. I've like, right. been through those and like, you know, we've lost in the playoffs and that sucks. But I think just the, just the, like the, the knowledge of knowing that I'm like grateful to be there and like, be, be able to do what I love is like, there's nothing that can really beat that, you know?
1: Right. Yeah. Right. Well, so well, speaking of playoffs, I want to talk, I want to, I saw something and I read something about you. What was it like being one of the four DJs in the bubble? Like that yeah. whole, like just talk about that whole bubble experience. Cause I know like a lot of players talk about it and what it was like, but nobody ever talks about it from like somebody who's like from your experience. Cause I mean, like yeah. you, you were, you were DJing for a team that was essentially came down three, one twice, which we never seen. Two times. And what, to be one of the, yeah. I and mean, be one of the four DJs in the bubble. Like, what was, can you tell some people like who maybe want to know what that's like? That was, that was an experience that I don't think really
2: hit me until, like, a month being in there. That it was just like, oh, my gosh, like, the scale of this and all the money that the NBA is putting into making this a safe and, you know, successful place to keep the season going. And during such a hard time like COVID, I mean, like, like everybody went through it. I mean, especially guys in my position as far as, you know, us, uh, my livelihood is based upon being in front of people and around people. So when the pandemic hit, you know, it it shook a lot of us. And I mean, I think I'm, I'm not just speaking for myself, but I know hundreds of other DJs, producers that, you know, some of them successful, some of them that had just gotten off the ground that like would have jumped at the chance to for something like that to happen during a pandemic, a worldwide pandemic. And I mean, I'm not going to lie, like 2020 was just as rough on me as it was a lot of people. And before the bubble, I was kind of in this weird position of like, what, what happens if this continues for another Mm -hmm. two years? Do I have to go back to school? Do I have to, you know, think about a different career option? I mean, there's all these, you know, and, and with, with, with the quarantine, you're kind of like locked in by yourself and, you know, you're, you're stuck with this, you know, this weight all the time when you're not working. And I, um, I had had, um, a call, my dad called me and was like, Hey man, like you should come out my dad works had at the time was working for the Pistons. And he was like, dude, just come out here, like get a break from Denver and just, you know, come catch a breather and spend some time. And I was like, dude, I'm say less, I'll be there. Um, jumped on a plane. Actually, I didn't jump on a plane. Did we drive? I don't remember. Anyways, <laughs> we were there. But we we were out there and and my mom calls me. And my mom and dad um, have been separated my whole life, but they're you know great friends and whatnot. But my mom calls me and she goes, Austin, I just talked to you know, whatever said name. I won't give away his name, but they might be calling you because the NBA is thinking about restarting and they they're looking for DJs. And I was like, mom, like dad would know about this like don't don't worry right, about it right, dad right. would have told me about this if this would like w- don't whatever. hype me like, up bad, mom like whatever
1: like you're tripping
0: yeah, yeah exactly
2: I was like where the hell did you hear? don't this? get me excited yeah I'm like my dad works in the league like how does he not telling me about this but whatever it's neither here nor there um I got a call the next day from my boss and it was basically just a call of like hey here's what's going on they're thinking about trying to, trying to put together this thing, this experience. And it, you know, you would basically have to move down to Florida for an extended amount of time. And would you be interested? You know, we, we suggested, you know, obviously like we would we knew you were going to be like excited about it, but would you be willing to do it? And I was like, you know, where do I sign? Like, let's do it now. Um, I couldn't talk about it for about a month um but they they had basically called me the day after following that call and were like hey you got it you're one of four djs you know tomorrow you're gonna have to jump on a zoom call with basically the whole team that was gonna you know the nba with the other three djs all the video directors all the game directors that they had you know accrued from from throughout the league and it was it was honestly like um it was really intimidating because like I've never gotten selected for all star. I've only been DJing in the NBA for, at the time it was two years.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So mm-hmm. it had kind of seemed like I was like, you know, Oh my gosh, like it was wide eyed. I had to meet all these new people. And like, my dad's very adamant about like, you gotta remember these names. You gotta remember like blah, blah, blah. So it was a lot of pressure at first. Um, and I didn't really have much time to, once I found out that I was going and then like to get home, I think I had like two weeks. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh gosh. And they were like, okay, originally they told me that I was going to stay for, I think it was five weeks, five and a half weeks. So I was like, oh, that's, that's a lot of time. But I mean, shit, I've just been sitting, I'm sorry. Can I cuss on this? Are yeah, we you're good. Yeah, yeah, you're good. <laughs> you're good. I think I've already cussed. But you have. Yeah, but it's okay. <laughs> um, so I I'd only had two weeks. So I was, you know, kind of trying to figure out how this is going to work. You know, all that happened. Um... I got home, I got to spend a little time with my girlfriend and some friends, and then basically just had to pack up my whole life for a month. Well, what I thought was going to be a month. Um, And I packed up all my stuff, I got out there. And I think what, what at first, what a lot of people didn't understand was, is that they can't bring all, all 30, you know, all 30 plus teams to the DJs or all 30 plus teams directors out to this environment that they're trying to keep like
1: super safe. isolated
2: yeah yeah and like so that was a big part of it and i think that what what a lot of people didn't understand was is that these four djs had to be prepared for all teams that were involved which was i think 24 i'm not
1: right? sure how many teams are in the bubble i can't remember yeah. i don't I can't even
0: remember i like think that, it was like because
1: i think they had what so had they had the two games. playoff teams and then they had like eight playing teams i think yeah, yeah. So, it I think like it years, like so it was like something yeah, like that so like 22 had, teams or something like i think that. it was you're right i think it was 22
2: so, you you had to be prepared with with every one of these teams' um, audio needs to make it feel like a home court. The NBA did like such a great job of like divvying these like sections up to being like, okay, what are your pump up songs? What's your intro song? Do you have any PA announcer calls that are specific to your market? So you know, say Joel Embiid, you know, passes to. To Ben Simmons I don't know if that's gonna happen this year by the way but Embiid passes to Ben Simmons and whatever there was a there was a button that I had to press that was the feed from Embiid like Mm. so there was like all this organizing and like compartmentalizing all these different teams with their pages of like music that like you had to have on time you had to play at the right time and like it was a lot of work, and I mean, I say you
1: don't think about it like that. Like think you go going there, he's like, "Oh, he's just going to play some music, get the team tight." But game, they, like, yeah. But play you off gotta
2: offense, like... no, it was it was a lot of work, I, and I mean, I think it, on average, about every team sent sent us upwards of a hundred plus audio samples. So like, we had to put them into our playback, you know, machines, and then name them all and organize them all in order of the way they were supposed to be played and whatever. Um, and then like, yeah, you basically just had to like wake up in the morning and you're like, Oh shit. Well, I got an Indiana Pacers home game and then a Memphis Grizzlies home game. So like you'd wake up, you'd, you'd, I mean, we'd had to, we'd have to be there pretty early. Like, cause I always had the, my B group, which shout out B group, Shout out on my uh, my B group bubble bubble gang, but we had the early <laughs> game.
0: bubble game. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. We had the early the, the early games, so we'd have to get there super early. Um, do that game, and then we'd have about a two hour break in between the next one. A couple of those days, I was napping <laughs> under the table of like where I was DJing, just because it was like such it was such busy work. It was like wake up go do you know go rehearse and then you got to dj the game Then the game's over you go eat you come back then you got to dj another game and you like you think oh like two basketball games in a day isn't that isn't that bad but when you're when you're preparing for all this extra stuff and like yeah it was it was an experience that i don't think will ever happen again in that situation to that capacity right and i just i i All I got to say is just how amazing like the NBA handled it and how thankful I was that the Nuggets, you know, put me on that, on that short list of getting that, getting that opportunity. And I mean, the people I met, the experiences, some of the games I got to do were just like, I, I mean, I'll never get to do anything like that again. I'm the Nuggets DJ, but for three and a half months, I had to be 22 teams DJ, actually 21. I never did the Clippers.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: what a wild, <laughs> a crazy experience! Game. Oh, so yeah. You,
1: yeah. yeah, that's crazy. So you guys got to do every team. Obviously, you did all the Nuggets games, but like yeah. you got to do every team. That's like pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And they, never made, they never
2: made me do an away Nuggets game, so like, I never had to like DJ against my team. Right. Okay. I also went down there with our PA announcer Kyle Speller, who's I mean the goat. Oh yeah, my book, and I think um if you guys I mean if you guys have been to a game I think you guys like especially now now that I'm saying this you'll be able to like hear him and I's chemistry Mm -hmm. like he does things a certain way and I wait for him to kind of do his thing and put his little you know sauce on all these calls and then I'll come in with my stuff so like going forward you I'm, I'm glad you guys like you know we can we can talk about this stuff but yeah. yeah, him and I went out there and we were only supposed to stay for about five weeks. And we were there for two weeks. And both of us was like working our asses off and like really trying to impress the NBA because neither neither him nor nor I have gotten like any real NBA, you know, executive exposure.
1: Right, right, right.
2: So we were really trying to show out, you know, I was I was making it a point not to be late, not to fuck up and play the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Or play, you know, like I think, yeah, like out of the whole time. I had one, one issue come up where it was like a technical difficulty, but, um, two weeks in, uh, one of the NBA guys pulled us aside and we're like, Hey, would you be willing to stay for the remainder of the bubble? And I was like, yep. Like,
1: that's that's pretty cool.
2: I'm down. And I was like, wait, is Kyle also involved in that? And he was like, Oh yeah. Like you both are going to stay. Yeah. So that's so
0: crazy to think like, cause I mean, yeah, you're, as the DJ can almost like impact, like the, the vibe of the game and like how these players are playing. And like, you know, I can imagine, you know, that, like, yeah. you're, they probably get kind of accustomed to like certain, like, all right, I like this beat, like, I'm going to run this offense or, right. you know, whatever.
2: like That's another thing we could talk about as far as like the impact of, you know, uh, the music in a building like that, especially with basketball, music is everything. No fans. Right. Right no fans that's that's a big part of this and i think you know if the nuggets are are going or say like on the on the bad end of a run and the nuggets go down by eight in the fourth quarter and they call a timeout to to get a stop on the run you bet your ass i'm not playing pitbull don't stop the party or something <laughs> right right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you
0: gotta like you know what what kind of the game we're in here everything
2: is situational and like I'm very thankful for, like, my teachers and my dad and everyone that kind of put me in the position that I'm in now to kind of be prepared for everything. Like, last year, I think we had a double overtime game in the playoffs. It was with Portland, I believe. Mm-hmm. And that was one of those games that, like, my dad was saying that he was like, man, like, that's that's how you know you've got it. Because, like, you go two extra periods and you're supposed to, and you still don't, like, have that song that, like, makes the building, like... Phew either sucks the energy out or falls and like it just feels it feels out of place Mm -hmm. so you know it's just a it's just a combination of like preparation and like having every possible situational song you could think of for party environment you know um like get everyone up off their feet environment you know get the team out of their you know funk environment right right it's a lot to kind of work
1: the team yeah exactly so I so so essentially, yeah, we can give you credit for like three things right now. The three-one, the two three-one holes. We can give you credit for getting the nuggets out of that.
0: Hey, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm gonna
1: give you credit. Look,
0: <laughs> i give you like credit for, for Bubble Murray.
1: Yeah. Oh, Bubble, Bubble Murray. Murray was crazy. Oh, I give you credit for that. And then you got like LeBron another ring, which I don't hate. Now, look, I'm a LeBron fan. Look, I hate <laughs> to say it. I'm a LeBron fan. Yeah. Look. Hey, I'm a, I'm a
2: LeBron fan too. And I'm I've met him at three different times in my life. And you know, with all the slander he gets pretty regularly, I I believe the exact opposite, I think. I mean, of course, I didn't agree with the decision. That was about the only thing. That's I the only thing that he's say. done. That I was kind of whack. Well. But, but I mean, I met him when I was nine years old, when I announced the rookie sophomore game at Staples Center for All-Star Weekend. He was nothing but nice. Um We even did an ESPN radio interview after that weekend. And that was another time that we got to talk. Second time I met him was when I was a ball boy when I was 19 working for the Nuggets. And he was with the Heat. Mm. And that game that I had announced when I was nine had him, Chris Bosh, and Dwayne Wade all in that same game. And they were all on the same team at that time. So at the very end of the game, you know, when you're working the away side, you, you can get a chance at the end of the night to be like, hey, is it cool if you can like sign my magazine or something like that? And at the end of the night, I didn't have anything I wanted him to sign. I was just like, hey, I just wanted to, like, get in front of him and, and be like, hey, LeBron, do you remember that little kid that announced you your rookie year in L.A.? And he, would like, stopped tying his shoes and looked up and was like, no way. And I was like, yeah, that's me, man. And he goes, how old are you now? And I was like, I'm 19. And he goes, I was 19 when I played in that game. Dang, that's and I was like, crazy. <laughs> Whoa. So like, we, like, laughed. And he was like, yo, like, be Wade. And then he, like, told, he like called Wade over and Dwayne was like what like no way like how old are you like same thing and then he like told Bosch and Bosch didn't really care but like (laughs) Dwayne and like Dwayne and LeBron both had like a little geek out moment that they were like wow like time flies man and like that was the second time so that one was probably my favorite just to like have him kind of like put two and two together and I mean you guys have probably heard like LeBron never forgets a
1: Face. no I heard he's so like, like, his mind is like crazy I've
2: heard that yeah, yeah he doesn't forget a face so when I met him in the bubble he kind of gave me this like really weird like where do I know you from obviously like I've grown up a lot since I was 19 and all that like I don't have like a shitty flow hawk like I did <laughs> when I was 19 but like I was dropping off um so being there for three months, you know, I had uh, my girlfriend ship me my, you know, studio stuff, my Xbox, so I could like have a normal somewhat situation in my hotel room. I had to ship all that shit home at the end of the bubble. So like, which is not cheap and was, <laughs> that sucked. Nice. So like we had to like send all of that stuff back and I was walking to the, to the shipping center and, Le- and like the whole time that I had seen LeBron there, every time it was like camera crew, security, his, his manager like just like he had like his you know entourage. somebody or his teammates with him or something it was it was really it was like almost impossible to see him alone you know yeah and and this one day I was taking my stuff to shipping like to the shipping center and like the shipping center was a couple doors down from where the Lakers ate their team meals so I like walked up and he was leaving the team leaving the team like eating zone and I was like coming into the shipping center. And I was like, hey, LeBron. Like, and I like set my box down and I was like, all right, like I'm gonna let him know that I like want to say something to him. So he doesn't just like <laughs> keep going. And I was like, hey, bro, like you remember that kid that announced you like same, it was the same elevator yeah, pitch yeah. as the time before. And he was like, dude, really? And I was like, Yeah, man. <laughs> here. And I was like, I've actually been doing all the music for like this, you know, for the whole thing. Like, you know, I'm actually your guys' DJ too. So like. Is there anything you guys want to hear and he was like dude like just keep doing what you're doing like good shit and he like well, that, that, off that of it. <laughs> walked past me i was like what the, like what the, that is what so is going cool. on like three times in one like lifetime like wow you know, it's i'm it, exactly it's, it's exactly yeah. what i took like said as far as like the the experience and like the people that were like neighbors with me that it was just like what where am i, I? got to
0: I got a question for you. Switching gears a little bit. Yeah. This, this is a, a podcast about sneakers after all. Yes. I am just curious. You're there for, you know, you don't even know how long you're going to be in the bubble at first. And right. like the first thing that comes to mind is like, what the hell are you going to pack? Right. <laughs> like, did right. you have like your goat, like what, what sneakers? Cause you, I've seen you with rocking some mochas and some air there force you know. ones. What did you like decide to like pack like how did you make that decision
2: i gotta be kind of fresh in the bubble i i mean i have like staples i i i think i go through probably two to three pairs of air force ones a year
1: okay that's your go-to yeah
2: (laughs) well those are like i can wear those you know if i want to like flex and like wear the really nice white ones or i can wear the ones that i like wear to like the festivals that i play right 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 yeah get beat up and like whatever and i think i mean this is an argument i guess you i should ask you guys but like are dirty air
1: force ones cool like no absolutely that- not don't <laughs> ask me no <laughs> As- well look look look. i'll say this if you're going to a festival i don't care because like that that matters like you know what i'm saying yeah. like i have beater shoes that i wear to things like that you know so yeah. like i like if somebody's going to a festival like so here we got lala so yeah. if you're going to Lala, I'm like, yeah, of course, wear those dirty ones because like I yeah. probably won't wear them when I leave. Like I had like my busted checkerboard vans, you know, like that right. was my right. my go to like party shoe. So right. like, but like out, like when I'm out, out, no, all, yeah. always clean, baby. I feel that.
2: Man. I feel that. And and I yeah. guess it all depends on like my like the setting as well. Like if I'm playing at like a festival and like I'm probably gonna like go out of my way to like buy a new pair of right 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 because you're, ha-
1: you're the, like that guy
2: you're on the yeah, stage you're Can like you jumping me?
0: off the dj set yeah. like <laughs>
2: gotta look good and i, I also like i love my, my photographer's great at like capturing like all that stuff before so like if i if the if like i'll i'll have like my like my sick jeans on my fear of god shirt on and then i, I like can't have some like beat up ass right yeah you know so like I see what you're saying when it comes to that but like if I have like a beater shoe it's it's similar to yours it's like the checkerboard bands that kind of like look better when they're beat up yeah yeah, yeah, you
0: need you need like the beater sneaker that like you're cool with getting like a little messed up and like we like to say sometimes like some sneakers look a little bit better with like some love on them so yeah I
2: agree I agree um the air force ones might be the like the only one
0: I think they're worse on like girls though it's like kind right. Of, like, a sin when they're like dirty on a girl and she's like trying, but they'd to be like cute. in
1: a nice dress and then wears, yeah, when you're ones, trying to look cute and um, and arms. then you're like, mm. <laughs> like, like That's you know, not- you if you've been out downtown or yeah. like you might see them at the games, like, they'll be like, yeah, looking all nice, and I'm like, yeah. man, nice, 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 get to the feet, and it's like terrible, damn. So, yeah, I what, mean,
2: um, I can, you can tell a lot by someone's shoes. I mean, it's very facts. true if someone, I don't know, I guess I'll just say that, <laughs> like no go ahead man oh, say, no, more, no. Say, say, say 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 if i walk yeah. into a club and i'm like what looking at the dj and he's wearing like some fucking birkenstocks or Merrill or something like that i'm gonna be like geez
1: man like right oh bro like right what See, kicks kicks matter what, what is your matter?
0: opinion of props
2: <sighs> i do not own any i have given a, a fair amount of thought to buying them just because of like the fad but like
1: I don't know I just don't think I can do it thank you <laughs> I feel the same I'm in that same I'd rather, boat I'd rather, like,
2: I'd rather splurge on like those like Yeezy slides or like the runners that are yeah. at least like cooler looking and better shape I'm
1: a foam yeah. runner guy I yeah I like the foam I'm
0: like i can't justify like some of the crocs like the what is it um they're going for like 500 i saw some for 500 post, post
1: malone has his own crocs justin bieber uh, yeah Alvin. justin bieber grateful dead have their own so it's, uh, a, it's, it's a good amount there's some of them that are cool though like like you can't get with it because like look like i've never seen a pair of crocs look like like make a fit complete it just stands right. out so much in a negative way to me right it's like I, I see a lot of Crocs on,
2: like I mean, like the players wear them and stuff, but they're those are more for like the leisure. I think. Like, yeah,
1: like they don't want to put like sli- I think slides are like used to be the comfortable shoe, but slides are not that comfortable, like to walk around in terms of like nah. like I always catch the front and like slip, right. like fall and stuff yeah. like that. So yeah, and then like yeah, a guy yeah. who's like with uh, Nike can't wear the Yeezy slides, right? So like, like I like look the Yeezy slides are probably are like correct. Cause there's no guy with a Croc sponsorship in the league. I hope, I don't think there is.
0: And sometimes I, I guess I can understand cause people just like, don't want their feet out there. Like their bare feet, you know, like, yeah. yeah. like, so like it's like I, kind of, is like a protective thing.
1: I, I like,
2: like hate flip flops. I hate like open toed anything. Like, I mean, if I'm wearing slides, like nine times out of 10, I'm wearing them with, with socks unless I'm going to like the pool or something like that. Well, exactly. So, yeah. Same. We're same. in Vegas to go into the pool, like throwing yes. throw the good flops. Like, okay. Like,
1: well, like Yeezy, Yeezy slides are like the new Gucci flip flops now. So, yeah, no yeah. shit. That's
2: true. That's very true. The yeah. Gucci flip flops yeah. kind of look at like, uh it was like so 2018.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. let me ask you this. Would you consider yourself, well, wait, let me ask you this. Do you go by like when somebody speaks to you, do you want them to say pause or you want to say pause? Yeah, pause is say? perfect. Yeah, pause. Okay. Um, so, would you consider yourself a sneakerhead? Oh, 100%.
2: So, <laughs> you what can is see my like, entrance to
1: my apartment you would definitely know was. okay okay you're
0: gonna have what, to show us what's your what's your
1: origin story like what got you into sneakers what made you fall in love with sneakers my
0: dad
2: actually
1: was he is
2: the definition of sneakerhead
1: oh i like that that's a okay. good start
0: but well, we're gonna get some visuals over Let me here show you this. <laughs> what you got
1: wow Wait, the olive so you, nice. my See, my you guys got me now yeah talk i got so you this is my bigger on the screen
0: oh that's so cute a little I, baby I, jordan
2: i got those still yeah these this was my first shoe this was my oh my god ones. fire red fives. fives oh there's a lighter on it <laughs> <laughs> like but yeah um What's so my dad sense? my dad's wow. got a serious shoe problem like what? serious shoe problem we might so have to I, get him on next
0: like father like oh, yeah, son something.
2: yeah so he's got a serious shoe problem I didn't really get into Jordans until, honestly, like three or four years ago. Okay, so so what did you...
1: What'd you start with then? Like, what'd you, how'd you I get into it? Like, I know you, you say your dad got you kicks, but like, yeah. you yourself, like, what did you start with? You say you didn't start with Jordans. So, what shoes got, cause you were an emo kid too. So, like, yeah. and I think there's still some emo sneakerheads. Like, people try to sleep on them, but they have emo yeah. sneakerheads with the, with the, uh, Dunk SBs and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think my first shoe that I really got into,
2: shout out Lil Wayne. He got me into the Supras. The back
1: Supras. In- yep. I,
2: I owned probably like, I remembered I remember that I got two pairs of Supras for with like my Christmas money one year.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I got the red with the white with the white bottoms and then the red, the all reds that Lil Wayne wore on the VMAs. Yep. And as soon as I got those two pairs, I just went crazy with the with the I don't remember what they were called, the Raiders or something like that, the mm-hmm. Vaders, Vaders or something like that. The high tops. But I bought probably five or six pairs of those and I I was like obsessed with them. And then I got the the really over the top ones with the double straps that were mm-hmm. just awful. Uh, yeah, that was probably the first shoe that I like ever really was like, I need more. Mm-hmm. And then Vans was probably right around that same time yeah. too. I was a big era and authentic um, slip on guy. I, I still probably buy like a pair of slip ons every summer just to same kinda, like, same like the checkerboards,
1: yep, shit like that. But
2: or low socks and going to the going to the pool type shit um but yeah and then as I got older I just started getting into stuff that was comfortable so like I was into the uh the ultra boost before I got my first pair of Yeezys Mm -hmm. um loved all the ultra boosts then I got into the the Yeezys my first pair of Yeezys I bought was the the creams okay yeah 50s and then the second pair I finally got my hands on a pair of z Mm.
1: Mm, I got a um, pair of those. I need yeah, a pair of turtle just, I would say
2: that then I went the Yeezys. Then I now I'm like a ride or die. Like, um, are we oh,
0: there you are. Cut out for a second. Are we back? Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You're ride okay. or
0: die. What we re- repeat the last one.
1: So, uh, where was I? I, I think I uh, you say you're I'm a ride or die, first. and then that's what we lost you.
2: Oh, okay. So, yeah, I went. From the Ultra Boosts to the Yeezys, and then I went from the Yeezys to, like, the, I got a couple of the seven, what are they, the 700s? Yep, yep. Are those, like, is that the same? Like, models? yeah, that's a, the, dad,
1: the dad shoe vibes.
2: Yeah, yeah, I got, I got the, the white ones with, like, the blue bottoms, and then mm-hmm. I have like the taupe ones, too. Those are, those are fire. Those are sick for, like, the fall um and then after that my rider has just basically been like air force ones like two three times a year and i no, mean like be- i don't i don't give a shit if it's the winter if there's a six inches of snow on the ground i'm wearing them white <laughs>
1: <stuff>. <laughs> i used to be You're talking I was about that. In I We're talking
0: like winter and fall too i'm like
1: like i remember not when i used to part. live in new york and like early like in high school i used to wear white air force air force ones like every day mm-hmm. and i was buying like a new pair like every three to four months so i definitely understand that like because you can't clean them right better than a new fresh pair so i was like and then nelly came out with air force ones and it's like yo you you can't like nelly made me buy more shoes than i probably wanted to once twice twice never three times so i was just like oh okay i gotta i guess i gotta get a new pair so yeah
2: Yeah, and then once the culture started like bashing on everyone about like dirty air force ones i had i had a brief period that i was like really really obsessed with like the, the the clean whites so i i bought a pair like one like may and then by like the end of june i was like all right looks like we need another pair like right. i gotta sh- i gotta lose the shows this summer i want to look fly fresh whatever whatever so i i've definitely broken that cycle up a little bit not necessarily been you know every three to four there's been a couple times where i've caved but um yeah i mean as far as packing for like three months you don't really know what you're what you're gonna like what's expected of you to wear like you know I, I had never spent more than a couple days in Florida so like mm-hmm. I was anticipating like okay like shorts jeans you know yada yada but like I'm I'm pretty heavy on like black all the time so like <laughs> for Florida that kind of that's not very smart so like that sucked. I didn't I wasn't prepared for that. And I also will say coming back from the bubble I had to buy a complete and total new full sized suitcase to get all the shit that I had ordered while I was there. Right. So like I think I ordered like two pairs of shoes, maybe even three pairs of shoes. Reebok actually got wind that I was out there and sent me eight
1: pairs of shoes. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And who's I, who's your connect with Reebok?
0: Yeah, I was going to say what it so they what kind of Reeboks were they? They sent
1: me um, the classics. Oh, like the uh, the, uh, the the New Orleans classics? Yeah, yeah. The, yeah those, the- they
2: sent me two pairs of the, the questions. Oh, okay. Yes. Those, I've I've only worn one pair. I gave one pair to my dad. He's like, those are Buston's colors. I was like, all right,
1: bro. <laughs> I mean, it's Sixers colors, but okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so I sent those to him. He, they sent me a couple, like, athletic kind of, like, you know, running shoes. And then they sent me a pair that were like real, real loud. I don't know. I just don't love like loud shoes. I just like, you know, neutral, you know, That's tone. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't <laughs> yeah. like, Oh my gosh, he's got lime green and purple and pink on his shoes.
0: Yeah. So who I, is, I who do you think is like the biggest sneaker head on the nuggets that you like interact with? like yeah like who has the, who has like the best sneaker game on the nuggets or into the bubble the, for that matter
2: last year i would have said gary harris was up there okay um, he's a nike he's guy with, yeah now he's with orlando i would probably say will barton's got a pretty crazy oh guy.
1: yeah that's right he is he wears he's a lot fan. of high-end
2: stuff though too, yeah like, he wears like yeah. the chanel sneakers Gucci, and all those. because like, he was at the summer league
1: like that oh yeah. like in high fashion
2: yeah, yeah. So I mean, I would say Will has a great rotation. Will, like I said, Will's got like, you know, the four thousand dollars sneakers on compared to the, you know, the 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 two fifty that whatever the other guys are in. I'm yeah. not saying he's got more money than anybody like that. But like, <laughs> right. You he likes know, to spend like, it on his sneakers. He though. likes to spend it on the nice stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I would say Will, uh, Jamal. Actually, I don't know about Jamal anymore because I didn't see him a lot last year. I wasn't allowed to like be close as as i normally am and last year he signed his deal with new balance so i don't yeah, know yeah he
1: switched it. he left from adidas to new balance
2: yeah but jamal always had like the new yeezys on and like all the fresh yeezy gear so like i would i mean all of them have drip i right? like what about joker
0: i'm kind of impressed Cause by
2: faco
1: because he's the only guy who has like a signature well joker, joker yeah, yeah. He's his style. So it seems so like effortless to
2: me. I think that he just kind of like gets up on game days, throws his you know, workout stuff on and whatever, you know, comfy shoe he's got. And, you know, he's like, I'm going to go out and play in work tonight. So he's just
0: uh, he's like, all basketball. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
2: But yeah, I'd probably say Will Barton or, I mean, Michael's. Well, Michael's been wearing a lot of Pumas. Well, he's
1: a Puma guy, but Puma, yeah. I think Puma's coming up. Mm-hmm. I think so too. Um, we slowly coming up. Yeah, I'd probably have to say Will Barton.
2: Will Barton. PJ Dozier's got some nice kicks. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, See, I saw um Compazzo rocking some, yeah. right, some Jordan ones yeah. uh yeah. Yeah. one I pregame time. Some,
1: some swag too. One of my guys, I'm gonna say uh I think he's gonna be the, the new guy is Bones yeah. Highland. I think Bones nice. Highland is gonna be the new guy.
2: You saw I, him the other oh. night. He's nice.
1: He's 21 so good.
2: Forwards, 18 in the second. That I'm a wasn't.
1: super fan because, first of all, he went to VCU. I'm a Virginia guy and he's playing for the Nuggets. Yeah. Bones Highland fan, soon as he got drafted. Yeah. Biggest fan right here. We he so. got the Bones
2: Highland stand group right here. Right yeah.
1: Now. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yes. So, no, and he's I think gonna he'll gonna have the, good. he's going to be really good. I think he's going to have good. the fire sneaker game, too. So, I
2: saw him wearing Under Armour's the other night.
1: Oh, he might be. A, I don't know who he's with.
2: I don't know if he signed, but yeah, he was wearing Under Armour's the other night i, I actually it it's funny you said i'm like so on top of that when it comes to like the season so like whenever pj is in town or something i'll like i'll radio down to the announcer and i'll be like what what like what is what are on pj's
1: feet right
2: okay right. Right. white so like i mean pj tucker obviously is the the goat like the, the kicks on court you know King, yeah. yeah so yeah i would say pj like down in the bubble yeah like he was probably
1: up there. He had like um, crates of sneakers coming in, I heard. I was say, how, oh, many, yeah.
0: how many shipments did he have? <laughs> yeah, He, he posted it too.
2: Bags of like, because like, when you see the shoe bags that like the equipment managers bring in, they're like quadruple the size of like a normal duffel bag. So, like, and w- if you got a guy like PJ on
1: your team, like, you, he's probably bringing four. Yeah, yeah, four, four. Yeah, he had four. He posted, and yeah, so. then he got a shipment from Nike to his room and his sentiment mm-hmm. was like up to the ceiling so yeah 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 <laughs> um
0: well i know we got to wrap up pretty soon here so i want to talk a little bit before we got to get out of here um you've got some you've got some good shows coming up you're you're yeah. performing I, I mean i know you're all, like all over denver i've seen you at the church and red yeah. rocks uh you got a show coming up with dj diesel yo oh. we'll Ooh, talk the talk about DJ-
1: the cactus <laughs> <laughs> look here, tell, here, tell look all the here people here. who don't know
0: who dj diesel is
1: i'm gonna bring
2: him a shakaroni yeah <laughs> yeah i do have a show with shack and that's like i think in my instagram caption said it perfectly like if you would have told me 10 years ago when my dad like got me following around one of his buddies in the clubs that i was going to be playing a show with just Shaq and i
1: I would have like shit my pants and be like, you're full of shit. Shaq is one of my favorite <laughs> NBA players of all time. Like where's, where's the show? Tell people about the show. Shaq
0: is one of my no. favorite DJs of all time. He's good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, the show is at Temple Nightclub on October
2: 29th. Um, I'll be playing before Shaq. Apparently they're trying to get like nerf hoops somewhere up there. So they're like, dude, you got to dunk on him. You got to dunk. I'm like, I'm not touching. Any Shaq would like. Uh. Shaq <laughs> would throw my ass to fucking Commerce City, if you wanted, <laughs> wanted to, but um, yeah, I I'm really excited about that. I think it's I think it's very on brand for, for yeah. my my brand. Right. I guess you know, like get into play with such a legend like Shaq. and um, I've seen him DJ several times now, and I'm very impressed. It's the substance is like coming from someone who like really watches that type of stuff, and like you know, when it comes to celebrity DJs, sometimes you're always like, mm, is he really? But with Shaq, like, Shaq can actually, like – I heard
1: he's, like, super legit.
2: Yeah, yeah. he's And, I mean, he's been DJing. I've since seen him years. a few times. So, like, yeah, he's been DJing for a long time. So, um, I've seen him several times. And he – I mean, he goes really hard. Like, you would think Shaq, like, oh, maybe he plays, like, some, you know, NBA anthems. Nah, he plays, like, headbanging, dovestep, like, rhythm. Mad. I saw
0: him – I saw him at um, Red Rocks. I think he was opening for Dylan, uh, Dylan Francis. Mm -hmm. And at first I like, I didn't know who DJ Diesel was. I was like, okay, I don't recognize a lot of DJs in general, but like, then someone was like, that's Shaq. And I was like, wait, what? Like, wait, Shaq's a DJ. I was like, I have no idea what it's going to be like
2: in the booth is my, is hilarious. Like I, every time I watch him play, he'll like do his little mixing stuff and then he'll like get right before the drop. He'll just let it go and go. Just stick his arms out, and like everyone just goes crazy, and that—that's all he does. Like he just yeah. wingspan, like, and I mean his wingspan's like longer than the table he's DJing on.
0: Like, yeah. that's gonna yeah. be so. Yeah, sad. He, goes,
2: he goes, hard. So yeah, I got that show. Um, I've got a show. And where
0: can people in, buy, uh, buy tickets? They buy it. Like, do they need to buy tickets? They, are they
2: you, that they show there is there are tickets available for that show. I mean, my Instagram bio is perfect. It's got my link tree with like where you can find me. Um snapchat or it's got my snapchat facebook twitter um spotify apple music soundcloud
0: and you're, you you um, people can find uh pause at, pause the music his instagram yes,
2: handle aws the music um I, i'm pretty active on everything instagram's definitely the best place you can you know catch everything that i'm doing um but yeah i got the shack show in about 2 weeks and then I'm going to Cancun to DJ with one of my like closest friends Elenium. That's dope. man.
1: That's
0: awesome. Elenium. Yeah. So that's going to be Elenium okay at the at festival in Cancun. That's awesome.
2: Yeah, he's thrown his own festival down in in Cancun and he threw me on it. That's so, what's up,
1: man. That's awesome, yeah. man. You are doing big things. I'm happy for you.
2: Hey man, I appreciate it. I got a lot of work to go. I got a lot of work to do still, but um, I definitely think that I'm on the right path if if you will.
1: You're definitely yeah. on that right path. I want to ask you one question before we get out of here. Yeah. yeah. Out of all the people you've DJed with and stuff like that, who do you say has the best kicks, like consistently, or you would say has the best kicks in the DJ world? Because I know they that means a lot to them. I know a That's lot, a lot of these DJs. That is a
2: really big deal. Yeah.
1: Um,
2: I would pr- probably say like DJ Mustard.
1: Okay. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, I met yeah.
2: Him a couple of years ago, and he, I think he was wearing like one of those pairs of uh, oh, what are they? They're Jordan ones, but where they were like a, they were like an error where the Nike was the swoosh was like. Oh, he had the Travis Scotts. No, but they weren't the Travis ones. But the Nike was like the something about it was messed up. Like it, it was like a the manufacturing of it himself. I can't remember what they're called. Um, oh.
0: Are they the AJKOs? No,
2: maybe I don't. But I've played with Mustard a couple times—once in El Paso and once here. He was wearing something crazy here, but in El Paso, he was wearing a pair of.
1: But he's I known think, as like a sneakerhead.
2: Yeah, I think he was. Uh, the, yeah, so in 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 El Paso, he was wearing a pair of Dunks. They were either Dunks or I don't know, Jordans of some kind, but they actually were like Virgil had like the mustard
1: oh thing. it was so yeah like okay post-care. like that he was, signed them
2: yeah those are probably the craziest shoes i've seen on a dj that were like damn like you know you can't just buy those with like right, virgil right. has
1: virgil wrote your name with virgil like, oh, blessed these <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah
2: exactly so like hey god bless virgil man yeah. Really- yeah.
1: hey you oh, know you gotta wear some reeboks at the shack show now i should huh? you got to because he just bought reebok he sure, bought shacks. Right. He did. Yeah, you got to get some shacks. Get those. Get those shack noses. Did Shack did, did did have the ones with the spinners? No, like, that's uh, Chris weber and Latrell Sprewell. That's right. That's yeah, right. but get the shack Gnosis. You got to get I the shack Gnosis.
2: In middle school, I owned two pairs of starberries I had okay a pair of the the starberries are the ones that were sold at like uh, Larry's, dixon Larry's yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That? Larry's or
1: something. Had those. I think they were sold at Cole's here. And they're like 25 bucks, I think, a pair. Yeah, yeah, they were cheap, but I
2: beat them to shit. Um <laughs> I had those, I had I had the Vinsanities, the ones that you had to zip up. That uh-huh. was my favorite shoe to hoop in. I will say that. When I when I did hoop, those are my shoes that I would hoop in. uh
0: uh-huh.
2: Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. This is this is you're you're making me tap into like a side of my my brain that I haven't tapped into for a while. That's what I'm
1: here for. <laughs>
0: uh i love it pause thank you so much for coming on with us this was not only fun but like i'm just so excited for you and all the all the you know exciting shows that you've got coming up and you're you're gonna do big things so thank
1: we appreciate you, so you coming
0: on kicks of the trade with us definitely gotta go check um, you out Yes, yeah.
1: definitely.
2: anytime I you know. guys are uh down in denver and you want to get rowdy you uh know who to call
1: yes indeed nope. i will
0: yeah. i'll be there i'll i don't 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 tell me twice. <laughs> Love having a good time, but all right, uh, that is a wrap for today. So yes, thank you again for for joining us. This was awesome, um, guys. This is Kicks of the Trade. You can find us on where <laughs> Instagram. Oh my god, I lost <laughs> of on, Insta- on Instagram,
1: <laughs> on Instagram
0: at Kicks of the Trade Podcast yes. <laughs> on Spotify, iTunes, Twitter. I'm your girl Kels. You can find me at Kelsey. Cristiano on instagram um it's my boy chris as always mr. c underscore
1: hollows mr sensational c underscore hollows <laughs> also follow my uh, my business page house of trade okay. underscore inc check us out appreciate oh you guys oh, appreciate you pause yes
2: appreciate you guys man thank you for having me um yeah like i said if you guys are in denver you know who to call love Indeed. it we got
0: the kicks Fix of the Trade is hosted by Chris Holloway and Kelsey Cristiano. Our intro music is by MBHD Nick, and our outro music is written and performed by Brett Epps. Beat is produced by the Hit Bureau. We're mixed by Mick Garcia and produced by nightport Media out of Denver, Colorado.